Happy American Thanksgiving. Oh, is that what's happening this weekend? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening right now. Oh. Okay. So, hello, Indiana. <laughs> hello, Boise. <laughs> hello, Arkansas. <laughs> My favorite of all the Arkansas. Oh, of all the saws. Mm. Kansas, Arkansas. It's pronounced Kansas. That's the joke. Um, oh, no, I was trying to think of other saws. Oh. I don't think they're... Just all I can, in my head, all I can hear is sauce, gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> we are not Georgia beaches, so. Not yet. Well, we we have peach-like characteristics, but. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're sweet as peaches. We have peach-shaped booties. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that peaches are having their day. And I mean, by peaches, I mean big fat asses. Because here she comes. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. But also just peaches, the literal peach, just like in general, stone fruit is making a comeback. And we love that. Yeah, we love and, fruit variety. Yeah. I mean, move over, nectarine. <laughs> here comes the peach. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize either that, like, I guess Niagara is synonymous for peaches because they're like a peach growing area i did not know that yeah i went a couple times <clears throat> post uh, post 9-11 post lockdown <laughs> definitely post 9-11 okay um, a post lockdown when we were allowed to go uh when we were first um allowed to see people but like social distancing and masked. So um, I went and s- there are peach stands everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we were already va- we were vaccinated and I think, yeah, I think we were vaccinated like one round. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would have been peach growing season. Uh, <laughs> depending on, it checks depending out. On which is uh, which vulnerable part of the population you are in, uh, in, yeah, uh, in none of them, as evidenced by my extreme waiting for it. So, whatever. Have you been watching Drag Race? <sighs> I am caught up on Canada's. I am not caught up on the UK. I'm one behind. But like, let's call a spade a spade. I know who gets eliminated. <laughs> it's just on UK. Oh come on! Like who? Who's not making final three? vanity like there's no there's no reason to not think that's the case like she's been she's lip-synced three times she ain't making final three no it's like Bless her. yeah the only thing that's really kind of interesting is who is potentially lip-syncing against her like yeah and i don't i don't know that piece of information i look forward to finding out but i i am behind i'm behind on my drag race that's okay i not canada's no um canada's is really interesting I'm kind of loving it. I was kind of bummed that Cynthia Kiss went home. Um, me too. I think she might be like Canada's, like, she's such a good, like, ambassador for the country. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, they could market her. Uh, she's going to be a big deal. After I think this. so. I think and so. I'm, like, 
there are like two people I'm super in love with, and that's Ella Bidet and Cynthia Kiss. Like Cynthia Kiss is just so sweet and cute, mm-hmm. and like hers. Yes, and um, they have a really great story, and they realize they're so lucky to have the kind of uh, story that they have and are nurturing and loving. And for someone who is, uh, I don't want to say they're new to drag, but they're definitely young. Uh, Cynthia? Yeah, she's 29? Yeah. Oh, okay. So she's got a baby face, but she's still young. (laughs) She's young. I mean, (laughs) I'm 30. Who's counting? Who's making it about them? Not me. Um. (laughs) Uh, almost <laughs> crazy eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Um, hello and welcome to the full volume podcast. You say that as a question. Are yeah. Saying hello. Are we not welcoming people? <laughs> <laughs> you can do all that. You're so I... good at it. <laughs> I am your demi host, as the French would say, Harvey mm-hmm. Brent, joined by. G.I. Joe Lee. And we are so excited because, uh, I mean, it, it's like a double-edged sword. I am both, I'm sad that we can't do a tiered list this week, but I'm excited. Wow, my niece is shrieking. Um, I'm She's excited. excited. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm excited because we're back. We're back, baby. We have We're hot back. guy. <laughs> we have, it sounded like you said hot guy, like hot guy there. But I know oh, you meant hot oh. guy, but it yeah. sounds it sounds weird. Mm, yes. Okay. So Hawkeye, oh. as is commonly referred to, is that do you think that's the scientific name for the species? I, perhaps. I mean, there's. <laughs> I'm not a taxonomist, so I couldn't give you the full lowdown, but perhaps right. that could be, yeah. You might get it all the time. You're like a scientist and you also study aquatic animals. So it's like you must know all of the animals. I must. I get that yeah. a lot, actually. People are like, yeah. are you like a marine biologist or whatever? And I'm like, mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> but go off. Like, you can assume that. That's fine if you so, need to. So you're not a marine biologist. No, I do freshwater. It's different. Okay, that's what I yeah. that's what I said. So I came up last night on last night's spider cast. <laughs> As it should. I was like, I think Steve is a marine biologist because the word marine means ocean. Yeah, that's that's exactly like the, I'm I'm a great I'm literally a Great Lakes biologist. I think that's my job title. Okay, so, so. Per- okay, yeah, yeah, Great Lakes biologist. So I yeah. just say freshwater. Yeah, that Pred- works. Predatory. Freshwater species, or oh, I thought you were like coming for me. I think you were got thought you were giving me a read. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> I yeah, I, I did a lot of predator work, top predators. Oh, okay. Car. So mm-hmm. carp? <laughs> <laughs> no, carp are not predators. They're just nuisances that don't Ugh. eat anything. I mean, they eat everything, but they also eat nothing. You know. Weird. Weird. Oh, okay. But but Hawkeye, we're back. And two full freaking episodes can you yeah yeah um yeah so okay first off the bat i want to say i I don't know how i'm gonna like talk about these because i just want to like talk about them together but like if we need to talk about 
individual episodes things, that's cool too, which I'm totally fine for. Um, but I just want to say off the bat, I am loving this like pseudo Christmas background. Yes. Christmas in New York. How magical. Always. So magical. And I love how they don't, they, they play up. Let's talk about Christmas in New York for a second. A mm-hmm. little tangent. A little background. Um, yeah. Someone once told me that the ice rink in Campus Martius it, uh, in Detroit, Detroit is bigger mm-hmm. than the ice rink in Rockefeller Square. I would not have gathered that, actually. Right? And there's this aerial shot. I was like, no, that's crazy. You're crazy. That's not correct. There's no way. Because every time you see it, Home Alone. Home Alone 2. Sorry. Austin, New York. Home Alone 2, Austin, New York. Die Hard. Every time you see it, it looks gigantic. Mm -hmm. The Mindy Project. Uh, Any mm -hmm. TV show. Any syndicated TV show taking place in New York. Elf. Elf. Um, yeah. Uh, so I thought it was I thought it was huge, but there's like this aerial shot. This has nothing to do with the merit of the show. <laughs> <laughs> there's this aerial shot that they that they, they shot it for this for Hawkeye in a way that I've never seen it sort of like uh, shown in a show or a movie. And it was like an aerial shot. It is smaller. Mm. It's actually pretty small. But they always, everywhere you know I've seen it, it's been a wide-angle lens. I noticed that, too, actually. I was like, that can't be rock. That can't be the ice rink at Rockefeller Center. It's too small. But now that you say that, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the tree still looks like a goddamn miracle. Like, yeah. Could you imagine stringing those lights? <sighs> Getting paid minimum wage? No, thank you. Um so, but no, it's interesting. I, it's, we've got a little bit like a Christmas backdrop. I yes. like it. And like, they don't beat you over the head with it too much. Like, I mean, there's a couple of events, you know, like going to the Avengers musical, which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> and um, some stuff like that. But like, in general, it's just like, it's just, they're like perfectly in the background, but they don't overdo it. And so into it like he's like you said die hard that's what made me think of it i was like this is an unofficial christmas show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are not many of you um unofficial unofficial christmas shows but mm-hmm. this is it's it's like perfect it's like when they uh drop the christmas episode of a season of a show um because it's been airing since september when back yep. when we all used to watch syndicated television <laughs> Who were we? Right? Who who are those people? I know. Nobody knows those girls. <laughs> but now shows can come out whenever Disney damn well pleases. And they can revolve around Christmas. And we will still watch them regardless. Walt does what he wants. <laughs> um, side question. Do you consider the Harry Potter films unofficial Christmas movies? This is a debate that's been going on on the Internet. They are, some people place them as unofficial Christmas movies. I place them as um, pre, during, and post-American Thanksgiving Christmas movies with a slight lead up into early December. That's yes. where they fit in on my schedule. Only a couple of them I would consider. I would consider The Sorcerer's Stone and uh, Goblet of Fire because there are specific plot points that revolve around Christmas. One being the Harry and the sweater thing, like he gets 
you know, he stays at Hogwarts with Ron. Yep. Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. Of course. How can I forget? Yeah, so cute. So beautiful. Um, and then, you know, Hermione leaving and, uh, you know, him taking off into the bowels of Hogwarts with his little invisibility cloak. And then everyone's favorite awkward teenage moment where they all do the Yule Ball dance. Yes. Right? I am Hermione on the stairs. I took, I said yes to a Victor Crumb every single time. But did I want to be there with Victor Crumb? No. I wanted to be there with Ron Weasley, whose locker was across the hall from mine, and who never gave me a second look. Stupid Ron. Fuck him. Turn around. Open your eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Duh. I'm right here. Exactly. <laughs> I was, uh, oh my God. I mean, eventually I dated that person, but whatever. It took, it took long enough. <laughs> Couldn't fit it into a seven year book series that takes place in England, but you did it. Right. <laughs> you did it. So that's my tangent though about Harry Potter, but back to Hawkeye. Yes. Um, okay. Um, plot summary? Yeah, of course. Go for it. Okay. And you know how uh, I like deliberately handed that off on you? I was like, go for it. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> Ooh, I watched these last night, but I don't know if I can do this. It's going to be real quick. Maybe it won't. It depends on what I remember. Uh, okay. So we get a really uh, kind of, mm, we get Kate Bishop's backstory in the first episode-ish. Um, Which, I mean, by the way, backstory. Overlays with what significant event in the MCU? Ooh, uh, the Chitari, right? Yeah, invading New the, York in 2012. Battle, what do they call that officially? The Battle of New York? Yes. That's it. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's crazy. Her home is destroyed. But we also find out that she's super loaded because the only people who have condos in the middle of downtown New York are the super rich. Mm. Um, I, but, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't feel bad that that home was getting destroyed. <laughs> me neither. Hashtag eat the rich. Mm, hashtag. Okay. The kid that, hashtag the kid that played her as a youngling. Mm-hmm. Super annoying. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to, because it deserves to be set. Well. Um, so I guess her dad might have died. They weren't very clear on that, except for okay. the fact that he here later. So, but like, did he? Because like they showed him in the in the recap from episode one, saying, "I will do whatever it takes to protect you." So, TBD mm. on that death. But yes, for now he yeah. is dead. Yes, because mm, the way that Hawkeye and all of Marvel works is that he'll probably come back. We're in the multiverse, special. baby. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Kate is older, wise. She becomes older, wiser, still lives with her mom. Sometimes she doesn't. She has an apartment that she inherits. I'm going to assume that this is her father's, her ex father's apartment. Yes. Her late father. Yeah. Her late father. I guess you don't really stop becoming somebody's dad if you die. You don't stop being someone's dad if you die, unless you they are literally dead to you. But, I mean, figuratively dead to you. I mean that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Okay, so she is it the same episode where she takes a she goes to a uh she comes home to visit her mom played by Mia Vera Farmiga. Yes. That's it. Vera. Um of the conjuring fame. Yeah, it's her daughter that's Mia, right? And she's in our favorite H S. Um so she comes home, her mom is like, we're going to a dinner party. The dinner party turns out to be um, on the surface, a party for rich people, but on the, like literally underneath the surface um, in the wine cellar of this, wherever they are, um, swanky New York hotel, they are selling and auctioning illegally obtained goods like a triceratops skeleton and for two million, by the way, cheap. If you ask me, could probably get it cheaper at HomeSense, um, or maybe not. Right? <laughs> you know what you can get cheaper at HomeSense is the Ronin's complete costume and retractable sword, mm. which were also part of the auction. Um, she sneaks down there, so it's it's really funny because her mom they set it all up really like casually, which is which is what I think was really cool is that she's like, can you go put that dress on that I picked out for you? Like, we'll rewind back to when she gets home. Um, We're going to this party and she goes, okay, I guess I'm going cut to the party. And she's wearing a tuxedo. I know. All hail Kate Bishop. (sighs) Yeah. Um, She looks dope. Would swerve a hundred percent for Haley Steinfeld in a freaking tuxedo. It was a Um, look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her hair was kind of flat, but whatever. We're not, we're not like hair judges, um, right? Or are we? <laughs> Just a not little bit. tonight. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, we gotta put, we gotta take one hat off to put another on. On so, um, she gets mistaken for the help um, by several people at this party, and she uses that to her advantage to sneak into the basement auction, um. And that's where she sees the Ronin sword and um, the Ronin costume. Uh, robbers, naturally, as they do, break in because they always, right? they always know when these illegal dealings, um, these illegal auctions are happening. And to be honest, I'm surprised for an illegal auction that there wasn't more security. But they bust through there and they are looking for a watch. They're, I'm assuming, looking for Tony Stark's watch. Probably. Some sort of nanotech realness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of... It looks like there's a lot of artifacts that were uh, for, were taken from the uh, remains of the last Avengers compound. It was destroyed, obviously, and then... Because this is where they get thrown in shit. Um, she, she finds the watch. She definitely finds the Ronin sword in the costume puts it on and decides, yep, this is my moment. I'm going to kick everyone's ass. And then she she does. And uh, at the same time, Clint Barton and the children, uh, the the Barton family, the Swiss (laughs) family Barton, are all out for Chinese and uh, recovering from the play they just saw by the way, um, emotionally yes. recovering from the play they just saw, which 
Well, I mean, some of them more than others. <laughs> <laughs> they are recovering so hard because they actually left before the intermission. Uh, because Big Daddy B, aka Jeremy Renner, he, I mean, he was very he was very emotionally triggered by what he saw. And I mean, weren't we all? <laughs> I mean, he was triggered because of Black Widow. We were triggered because the amount of camp was just, <laughs> whoa. The levels were, like, red. They were red. They were the danger zone for camp. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, he sees on the television that uh, there's, like, a report on the television. I don't know what he saw in the restaurant at this point. It doesn't matter. All that matters is Clint sees it on a television uh, he sees somebody in his Ronin outfit. He knows it's his, because obviously. But, like, Kate Bishop doesn't. But anyway. Mm. Uh, I think that's where the... That pretty much wraps up the synopsis of the first episode. Well, I mean, they they start to hunt down um, Kate Bishop. And a dog helps her kind of get it, escape at least the, the underground building, which is Lucky the Pizza Dog. <laughs> Um, and she gets back to hit, uh, her place, drops off the dog. Um, but yeah, then uh, goes back out, gets another fight with the tracksuit mafia. And then, yeah, that's when Clint inter- intercepts and beats them all up and then kind of puts, you know, Kate against the wall and says, like, what the hell? So that's the first episode. Yeah. And she, like most people in New York, is like, oh, you're Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of nice because they're kind of minor, minor celebrities. She's like, oh, a C-list Avenger. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. The only surviving Avenger. <laughs> um, so that's episode one. Yeah. Episode two. I can't toss it your way. I barely uh, remember episode two. <laughs> fine. All right. So um, they're back at her apartment, I believe. And that is when they're forced to evacuate because the tracksuit mafia tracked them down, started throwing Molotovs into their um, apartment window. Um, so they unfortunately have to evacuate real quickly. They leave the Ronin suit behind. So this episode becomes kind of a, um, an episode about finding the Ronin suit. And wouldn't you know it, when Clint goes back to the scene of the fire, he sees a New York City LARPer sticker on the firefighter's vehicle and notices the suits missing so he said well that's a lead and uh hawkeye attends a larp event in um i'm gonna assume that's um what's that park in new york city that's very famous central park thank you central park um so he attends that and does get the suit back thankfully um and uh we get some more exposition about um uh, Kate's mom's new fiance, who who's basically like, if I'm pretty sure, the swordsman, the villain, the swordsman. Mm, Isn't that he? I don't know. See, but, like I, I mean, hey, uh, let's just say yes for <laughs> for simplicity's sake. He's he's being built up to be, I think, a villain. Yeah, obviously. Um, Anyways, um, what happens, though, is uh, Barton purposely lets himself be captured by the, the tracksuit mafia, and they, they bring them to their, their location where he's hoping to meet their leader. Um, and that's when the leaders introduce themselves, or uh, introduce their boss to, to Barton, and eventually Kate Bishop, who crashes the party, um, to their boss at the end of the episode. And then we're, 
we're left wondering who it is. Um, so, yeah, actually, episode two kind of flied by, flew by, to be honest. There wasn't as many plot points. It was more big set, or not set pieces, rather, but, you know, big scenes like, you know, Hawkeye at the at the LARPing event. And, and there was a fencing, fencing sequence between Kate and uh, Swordsman. So, mm-hmm. yeah, lots yes. of that going on. Oh, yeah, because we forgot to mention that the swordsman, a.k.a. her potential step, her maybe stepfather, probably stepfather in the future, mm-hmm. has an uncle who was at that auction. He was murdered. His, yes, he was murdered and she discovered a butterscotch under his dead body. Um, butterscotch but she, villain. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. There's a butterscotch cake there. Um, so <laughs> after they're done fencing, weirdly enough, um, new super stepdaddy offers her a butterscotch. And that's when she it clicks and she's like, oh, girl, you in trouble. <laughs> Leading her to believe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the swordsman. So, yeah. Um, okay, now we can dive in. Because there are so many, we need to we need to talk about Rogers the musical. <laughs> I wish I would have written down the lyrics to that song. Oh, it was it was iconic. So many theater kids that just getting their moment in the spotlight on up on that stage. I was like, whoa! <laughs> but it was. I mean. I don't know what kind of emotion they were expecting to to elicit from us as the audience, but mine was of bewilderment and <laughs> gaggery. Like, it was like, oh. <laughs> um, I definitely uh, was perplexed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to Google the lyrics really quick. <laughs> See if Do I can they find exist? It. Someone had to have written them down. Ah, lyrics revealed. Okay. Help us win. Save us all from the state we're in. That's the the chorus. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. There, I'm just... Uh, I want to find... Uh, here we go. <clears throat> the part that I thought was really the stupidest. So there's a part where the chorus is like singing about every Avenger. Save the city. Save us all from the state we're in. The Hulk is incredible, smashing things up while Iron Man takes to the sky. Captain America's strong and that Thor is a god. Like, I wish I knew the like melody because said to a melody, it's even more campy. And yep. Lord knows. They're easy on the eyes. Black Widow's a knockout who can knock you out. And when Ant-Man flies, you won't hear a sound. And then Captain America kind of cuts in and yells, get the test rack. The battle's just begun. And it's like the song is taking place during the Battle of New York. I know. And there's also like a made-for-stage hero that they added in, which I assume is the main character that's supposed to be like the window into the Avengers. Yeah. Um, that's usually how these things work. Um, I didn't even catch his name, though. They did say it at one point. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. I, I'm just like really quickly trying to look for it. They don't mention it in this CBR article. 
um, they probably do, but my eyes are old and not as quick. Um, but I do want to mention while I am looking, the one part where they go, Hulk, you know the magic word is. Hulk, you know the magic word is. And Hulk busts in with really? a small rock yeah. and yells, smash, smash, smash. And I almost lost my mind because at the same time, I'm still looking, at the same time, um, oh yeah, they don't mention it. Uh, at the same time, they're cutting back and forth from the stage to Hawkeye, who's in his seat. And there are clearly people in the audience who know that Hawkeye is there to watch the musical. And his daughter is kind of like keeping an eye on her dad. And she asks him if he's okay a couple times. And he looks like he's going to break. But it's hard to believe that one would break during this because of the lyrics and it's also so camp how can you cry during that like yeah <laughs> but he does turn off his hearing aid because he's had enough yeah that's right because yeah. she was dad did you turn your hearing aid off was that later in the chinese restaurant when she was trying to talk to him mm -hmm. and then he forgets he forgets uh and remembers and turns it back on like so so uh, the moral of the story is Hawkeye is old and all his friends are dead. And he's got to watch his dead friends on sing and dance. <laughs> yeah. Come to think of it, yeah, like Iron Man's dead, Black Widow is dead, Captain America is more or less dead. Um, so that's just Thor, who doesn't really live on Earth. He's up in Asgard. And mm -hmm. Hulk. So really, he just has Hulk left of the original Avengers because Thor is not around. Yeah, and Hulk sort of took off, right? I don't remember where he's at, but I don't. Him and Hawkeye weren't necessarily close, anyways. So no, he alone. <clears throat> yeah, and um, it, it's really sad. But also, it was hard to feel emotion when they're cutting from what they were cutting in between it was almost like um like having a panic attack watching a visual panic attack mm -hmm. um, i would imagine uh, i'm actually surprised that they didn't write that he had one because all of that would have been uh, like stunning in a terrible way for him could you imagine you know what i just realized this entire time my headphones aren't plugged in <laughs> it's like why can't i um hello <laughs> hi <laughs> there we go i was like why can i hear you so well when i take them out <laughs> have you been working all day brent i have i'm very tired oh no <laughs> anyways so that was the musical um i'm trying to think of other points to talk about i mean i so what do you think of kate bishop so far i think i like her i do i said i would swerve i would 100 percent would um, I stand by that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jeez. I like I like her a lot. I think she's uh, she's not this like typical stupid kid that you expect to like foil and screw things up. I mean, like she did screw things up, but like mm -hmm. less less overt than you would expect, maybe. Yeah, um, I really liked Haley Steinfeld in, um, in pretty much everything she's been in. Mm, Pitch Perfect one, two, and three. Right? I think she's in all three, yeah. 
Mm, yes, in that Bumblebee movie, that Bumblebee Transformers movie. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was not great, but she was a good, like, hmm, replacement for Shia LaBeouf. I mean, we are good replacements for Shia LaBeouf. Everybody's a good replacement. Oh, wait, don't you know him? I should be careful. Mm, no. <laughs> you guys are pen pals, aren't you? <laughs> no. I don't think so. Not anymore, at least. Um... So, other than Kate, what did we think of her mom, Vera? Uh, I'm, I don't know enough about Kate Bishop. I'm going to start reading um, the Matt Faction comics and then go back and read the Thompson comics. Um, Apparently, this whole, this whole season is heavily based off his run. Matt Fractions? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing we should talk about, is all of the graphic design is... Uh, it. it it's Matt Fraction's, like, the covers to those books. Those, oh, I did not know that. Not, like, the yeah. bullseye and... Yeah, and um, mm. it, it uses the same kind of, like, uh, the same graphics, but anima- animated. And it's really cool because I remember when those first came out in 2012, I thought, whoa. I when would we, never... When did we get here? <laughs> yeah, like, um, when I, the Marvel at the time was doing something really cool with all their covers, and they were... Um, they were really appealing to some, like to me, because they were just so nice to look at. And then, um, like all of the covers, sort of had that same stylistic, um, overtly graphic feel. Um, graphic, as in um, graphic design, graphic, not as in nudity. Right. Or, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, it was really I was di- digging the design. Uh, the storytelling was really good, uh, visually and uh, story-wise. Mm-hmm. Writing in the dialogue, et cetera, et cetera. Like, the, the, the books on a whole were amazing. I know Mike was reading Hawkeye for sure. Like, he had started to pick it up. And, um, yeah, I know that Kate Bishop's in those comics. Um, and it's it's pretty much like Hawkeye and Kate Bishop kind of right. buddy, buddy <clears throat> pop. Buddy, buddy archers. Buddy. So I'm guessing, though, I mean, I don't know how it ends, but I'm going to assume that he passes the torch to her at the he end must. of this. He must, right? Like, that's kind of the right the way they're going. Like, Black Widow passed it to her sister and um, who, by the way, is a main cast member for Hawkeye. Yelena is in here. Florence Pugh. Oh, really? We haven't seen her yet, but she is listed as a main cast member. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes total sense too because um, it'll be nice for him, his Clint Barton, to get that closure mm-hmm. about his like about his friend. It'd be really well, nice. also Valentina was like, um, "This is the guy that killed your sister." Sick him, you know. Like that was kind of she set this up. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll be friends. They'll I be think friends. so, but not at first. No, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and Kate Bishop will try to kill Kate and Clint will try to kill her and then it'll be like the Benny Hill song will play and they'll realize that they're both on the same side as as these things tend to happen oh yeah oh I know uh, I one thing that I really wanted to talk about was that origin story because okay. uh, we didn't d- dive deeply into it but um, Uh, they're they're like. It was a standout moment because it felt 
as campy as Rogers the Musical. Am I wrong? You mean like the the first scene? Yeah, where um, it's 2012 and it's the Battle of New York. And the Chitauri fighters are like tearing up their apartment. It was campy in the sense that like, how long did she have to run around for before her mother found her? Like, that was camp. (laughs) She just talked to her and like, she turned her around. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was odd to me, I found for sure. Unless her mother was busy killing her father. Oh, pushing him out a conveniently uh, placed hole that was mm-hmm. torn into their condo. Mm-hmm. But I think even at the time, um, they were separated. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, what's like a little fun murder every now and then, you know? Like, <laughs> a girl's got to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, a girl's got to live husband-free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I am, and uh, I didn't have to murder anybody or push anyone <laughs> through poles or like summon the Chitari uh, to Earth. Boys, get them! Yeah, <laughs> just make sure my apartment is in the line of fire. <laughs> um, it just it felt out of place um, because of I think the way that it was acted. It was very. Um, it was cheesy. Yeah, it was cheesy. It was maybe it wasn't campy, but it was definitely very cheesy. But also Vera's wig. Like what? What was that? Party City. Did they buy that at? I don't. Not, not the Belleville location. Let me tell you, we have only the finest lace fronts. That was. <laughs> that was not lace front. I feel like yeah, <laughs> I got that at Party City at like Seven Mile. <laughs> no. No, do you know what? Actually, I would I would assume that they have quality, if not human hair, on Seven Mile. So, Royal Oak, perhaps. Yeah. If we want to get specific, I'm sure we could geolocate that wig to a a shoddy party city <laughs> in a rundown suburb. But yeah. the point is, though, that scene was yeah, it was weird. I just the only thing I liked about it was that it connected to the Battle of New York. Yes, because. What it did, <laughs> once she decides that she's going to stop screaming about her parents being missing through, as she looks through that hole in in their apartment, and she looks up and she sees Clint Barton on a nearby rooftop, and it's that scene where he pulls an arrow and falls backward through the sky like a goddamn god. Mm-hmm. And uh, they really, they really incorporated that well. Um, do you think they reshot that scene, or do you think they used it from the original battle from the 2012 film? Oh, I think they used a, f- a few of the, some of the old footage and mixed it with new. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of re- archived footage. Oh yeah, if they reshot parts of it, it was definitely those close-ups where you could see somebody falling, like falling through the frame, but she was in focus. You know, because you only need one a muscular arm in that Hawkeye outfit. Yeah. And because really the the star was the awe on her face. And that, my friends, is how she decides she will be in the archery club at school. And the rest is more or less history for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of the tracksuit mafia? What's going on there? I'm kind of 
they're kind of like caricatures of bad guys to me. Oh, they're such fools. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yelena is going to come. She's going to speak Russian to them if they speak Russian. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. Good call. Good catch. Yeah. And like, um, I, I like that they're connected because they saw the televised Ronin costume too. There, because he made a lot of enemies when he was killing uh, bad leaders. So, which I don't think do we maybe not to make that explicit enough. The Ronin costume came from Avengers Endgame when they decided to write Hawkeye back into the Avengers, and uh, in, you know, in the wake of his children and his wife being killed by the snap, he turned into the Ronin and went across the world and made a lot of enemies by killing a lot of bad people, part of a lot of bad organizations. So that's that's the pretense for this Ronin costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> we're not the only people triggered. So the tracksuit mm-hmm. mafia totally triggered by seeing that. So they jump all over it. I don't know how they didn't... I don't... Okay, knowing what the Ronin did and knowing how he did it and how clean he was and how good he was at it, why did they go after him? I get it. He made a lot of enemies, but like... They were all gonna die, mm, and death wish, he, yeah. he ends up showing up to save Kate Ronan. <clears throat> yeah, <sighs> he doesn't kill most of them, but a lot of them do not leave unscathed. So, no, no, for sure. And um, I have a feeling that they are not going to be the villains of this season. Mm. I think they're going to introduce him to their leader, which I don't know her name yet. Um, next episode, and she's going to want something. I don't know what, but I think the villain's going to be um, Vera Farmiga's fiance, the swordsman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Persona a- numero uno. Uh-huh. I can't wait. Okay. So, lasting thoughts. Are, you, are we excited? I, I like it. Maybe I'm just like in the Christmas spirit. You know, I don't know if I would enjoy this as much in May or June. Perhaps perhaps that has something to do with it. I'm a fan of the the background, but uh, so far I'm into the story and I, I like um, I like Kate Bishop. I like what she's doing. Um, I like the I like what Hawkeye is doing, I guess, more or less. So I'm I'm a fan. I'm I'm here for this more than I was for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but not as much as I was for Loki. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. Like as I usual. don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to say it any better. Like I'm, again, uh, I was excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm still excited about parts of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that didn't really go where I felt that they could have. Um, and I'm excited for this one. Um, the, in the way that uh, when Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Baron Zemo hook up with Sharon and they go to that club. Like, that's what this, that part of Falcon and the Winter Soldier feels like this show. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be some, there's going to be a caper. There's going to be a little bit of espionage. There's definitely going to be a show of archery. Um, and some Christmas spirit. And some Christmas spirit, yeah. I like um, I like Christmas. I love well. I love everything about Christmas. I'm a I'm a true holiday bitch. Like yes, Halloween bitch, Christmas bitch, Thanksgiving bitch. Actually, well, that one's maybe problematic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Leaf Erickson Day bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Acceptable. <laughs> and I'm excited for the next episode. Yeah, me too. Totally. Well, um, I mean, if you you if you too are excited for the next episode, let us know. Um, now that we are back at it, uh, give us send us an email, um, or tweet us, or send like send us a Facebook message unsolicited. Strap it right in there. Um, you can also super like chat us on uh, Instagram. Uh, we will never answer you because that is inappropriate, but you could try at Comic Book Syndicate on Instagram. Um, and pretty much all of our socials are at Comic Book Syndicate. Um, hashtag full volume pod. Uh, our email address is fullvolumepod at gmail.com. Please do not send us fake weirdo sponsorships because we can see right through that bullshit. Send us real ones if you're from send Arkansas. Yes. Um, send us. Uh, peach growers of Ontario. We will also we will also take sponsor. We also accept sponsorships from from you. We already did um, half of your job for you. We advertised for you. Continue to talk about it. Juicy, succulent, off season Stone peaches. Fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. Until next time, I have been only one host, Jolie. But one is more than none. And I'm Harvey Brent. <laughs> Keep it loud. Keep it at full volume. We're weird. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we don't know how to control our bodies. <laughs> <laughs>